in five, four, three, two, one. Cheers! Clink. Clink, clink. All right, that. Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of the Wine Thursday podcast, where some of us will be drinking wine, but we'll all definitely be talking some. We're your hosts, Avery. Hello. Aya. That's me. Bryn. Hello. Jessica. Hello. And Mario. Yes, Sirski. I'm guessing a lot of people are wondering why we named this Wine Thursday instead of Wine Wednesday. We kind of wanted to be original. Plus, uh, I mean, it started off with like me and Marius because we started drinking wine every Thursday in our last semester of senior year. Honestly, yeah, <laughs> that it really just stems. It really just stems from the fact that uh, I and I decided to just kind of take out our school stresses with you know a couple bottles of wine that we would pick up at the nearby Safeway by the home she used to reside in uh, <laughs> by USF campus, and yeah, it just became a tradition, and then we kind of followed that into our fall semester and senior year when we took beverage management together. And here we are now making a podcast named after the beginnings of what was innocent drinking sesh. Yeah, I want to say that um, we definitely missed being in that class because just every Monday, every Monday night would just be like, all right, let's go back to my place and let's just drink like hella wine and like hella alk, man. And then me going into like my morning class on Tuesday, I'd be like fucking hungover. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it was a pretty slow class to begin with, like the first couple weeks, because we were just kind of getting into like knowing about the different types of alcohol that mm-hmm. exist in the world. And then it took a turn for the best, I should say, when we started trying these different types of alcohol in class for a grade. And I should say, for anyone who has ever ever been interested in what it is like to take such a course in hospitality i highly recommend it from behalf of me and aya yeah and because it was at the apartment that the other the other three we've all lived at they all just kind of fell in and now we all just we all just drank thursday and then you know quarantine hit (laughs) some of us had to go home but we tried to kind of keep that tradition alive maybe like over zoom or like house party or something like that yeah so as we mentioned before some of us will be drinking some wine some of us will not be um but for those drinking some wine what are y'all drinking well let's go alphabetical order <laughs> i guess that's a good call because i was just gonna say i'm gonna go first so <laughs> i was like I'll just, I'll just do it um so i am drinking an organ Pinot Gris. Is that how you say that? Yeah. Pinot Grigio. Is that even visible? It's called. Well, it just says G R I S. Oh, Pinot Gris. Yeah. Is that the same? No S at the end. Yeah. Um, It's called A to Z. Uh, It says the essence of organ. But just to kind of hop on what Mario and Aya were talking about, I think Thursdays kind of became our house like Fridays or vent days. And we typically had something to drink because we always had wine at our apartment or something to drink whatever it was and it's kind of evolved into this and here's my glass for 
listeners, you cannot see. So there it is. Stemless glass. All right, Jess. Oh, me next. Right. Uh, today, I decided to get some Stella Peach. Yeah. Because I wanted to be fruity. And I'm drinking out of a mug because, I don't know, wine out of a mug just feels weird and feels nice at the same time. <laughs> you know what? Why not? Wine not. Wine not. Take my <laughs> get ready for a lot of puns Sorry. roll credits <laughs> all right and uh last but not least myself i am mostly a cabernet sauvignon type of guy but i felt like a red blend was kind of kind of the mood i wanted to be very subtle and uh you know a lack of sugar also is a is a factor for that so i am drinking a joel got palisades it is a 2017 California brewed. It is established from Napa Valley. Uh, very tasty, very blackberry, uh, cherry kind of mix. Um, and it just feels right, especially after just having some greasy food. Um, this definitely is mixing very well. Yeah, as a context, uh, I haven't eaten today. So throughout this podcast, you're watching on youtube or whatever if you see our videos i'll turn it to white for a second to see um <laughs> this is the start every some few minutes whoever calls it out we can do a, a face check <laughs> lovely you could even have like a challenge for like anyone who's watching this like try to guess how long it'll take to see face <laughs> just his face change yeah. Should I keep it to white? I'll keep it to white. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're still figuring out some technical stuff, but we wanted to get our first episode out as soon as possible because we were really excited for this podcast. So for now, it's no video until we figure out something. Since we're all social distancing, we're using Discord right now to record all audio and hopefully eventually video. Until then, you can just listen to the sounds of our voices and slowly hear how inebriated we get or they get i can't drink for for health <laughs> reasons but um my usual go-to wine is i don't know you can never go wrong with like oh there goes my camera time uh take a sip we have a challenge take a shot every single time aya's camera goes out i'll announce or it every time if my mic doesn't pick it up but yeah cheers, cheers. feel free to join us if you're over the age of 21. And only over the age of 21. Please. If not, drink some juice. Yeah. Or water. Hydrate yourself. Grape juice. Unfermented grape juice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my uh, my go-to wine is usually like... Man, I, I'm, I'm not afraid to say it. I'll take, I'll take some like $9, $11 wines from like Ralph's or like Safeway or something. Usually go with... um, What is it? Menage a Trois or Apothic Red, Red Blend. Um, mm. I do like cabs, though. And if I'm feeling a little more... Uh, is Pinot more dry? Because I feel like it is. Yes. Yeah. So if I'm feeling a little more like dry, like kind of taste, I'll, I'll do a Pinot. So, um, I mean, me and, me and Mario kind of touched on it a little bit, how we kind of got this podcast idea like going. 
but we all kind of know each other from, I mean, general college, we're all college friends. Um, I mean, I'm, I think I met Mario first, but in like more like deep sense. I like know Avery like kind of more because hit her boyfriend, girlfriend. Um, but yeah, we all, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, we're all college friends. We all went to University of San Francisco. We all pretty much met in our Filipino org, Kasamahan. Um, I'll I'll leave me and Avery kind of like to the last because yeah. But does anyone want to touch on how we like all know each other? Yeah. So let's see. I met Aya during what we called speed dating for like mentee mentorship stuff. Um. Yeah, I remember just sitting on the couch being like with my friend and we were like, oh, yeah, we like to jam. We like to play music. And Aya said, bet, let's do it. And then we became bigs and littles. Uh, or as like we like to say in our Philippine org, uh, ate and ating. Mm-hmm. So for non-Filipinos and <laughs> listening in, ate means big sister and then ating means like little, little sibling. And for non-binary people, we say kate or kapatid, which means uh, sibling. Um, I guess I can go next since I'm like the youngest in the family. So a common thing in a lot of Filipino orgs is that they'll have um, what they're called fam lines. And it's basically just, just like... Usually, since like student orgs are so big, they'll just like make smaller groups and like smaller fam lines, and then you have your ates and kuyas and your oddings from there, and then you can just get closer to um, a lot of your peers that way. And so, I uh, came in fall of 2018, I believe, and so. Um, I went through the speed dating processes as well, but like I never ran into Jess or I at all. So I was like meeting other people, but then the day when reveal happened, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, who are these new people? But um, after that, we all hit it off really well. We went back to Aya's apartment. We hung out, talked a lot, and the rest is history. And yeah, and then... I think further down the line in my freshman year, that's when uh, I met Mario and we were able to become friends later on. If you want to talk more about that, Mario. Oh, of course. So how Bryn and I met, uh, I, I guess you could say informally, was we, if anybody is aware of a restaurant uh, called Jollibee restaurant chain, um, it's actually all over the country, uh, known for Filipino food. Um, we got the idea from a friend of mine who suggested, Hey, we should go get some Jollibee. And I believe the squad that I was with, uh, Tristan, Elijah, myself, and then we had Bryn tag along. And I remember getting the food and coming back. Bryn was talking, you know, about how she has a huge love for the Jollibee gravy that is served. Like she said that if she could drink it, like if it was a, any type of beverage, uh, she would swig it. And I was like, oh, really? Okay, bet. I'll pull my phone out. We're all going to record you 
chugging gravy. And you will not believe it. Bryn did it literally without any kind of reaction. I was so impressed <laughs> by it. I was like, yeah, you know what? This this girl is cool. We're probably going to be friends after this. <laughs> yeah. If, if you guys haven't tried Jollibee gravy, like, it's it's different from regular gravy. There's, like, a certain sweetness to it. It's really, really good. But, like, the story behind that is actually for the reveal day when I got introduced into our fam line, Westline. I don't remember who said it. I think it was also um, my sib, my twin, Miguel. I think we both looked at each other and we were like, yo, you want to just chug this gravy right now? And we are like, bet. <laughs> You're my twin. Why not? I'll do it with you. And so we just did it. <laughs> and it's just kind of like an inside joke that we just like kept going on throughout that the years. That, that day? Mm -hmm. Huh? I think yeah. so. Did we run out? Yeah. So maybe that Probably. was like <laughs> that was the case. Oh man, it was, I, it was really good. So weird. Yeah. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. Some people started using salsa as chase, like just mm. whatever they could find. John. It was, mm. that was John. John. That it was John. John. It was John. Of but course. that became lightweight a tradition, like for the rest of our like fam line hangouts like someone would buy Jollibee and then everyone would like chug Take the like gravy, shot of gravy. <laughs> that's how you know I feel like it started then I think the I, I remember the John and salsa thing happening but that was a very like isolated night when he for whatever right. reason was just really really drunk <laughs> and oh, okay. then it was like, one of our um it was one of our bonfires, and I think we came mm -hmm. back to the apartment, and then, yeah, that. <laughs> then he just, I don't, for whatever reason, and and then on top of that, like I think we all just love Jollibee gravy too, because I think like, I think both when Brynn and Miguel were like, yeah, it's like do it, and it's like that's not a thought that, like, doesn't cross our mind. So it's like, you're just, what of <laughs> it's like it wasn't a foreign idea so it's like yo I, like honestly like i'll just order fries and gravy from jollibee like straight up like just because it's the gravy is that good mm, yeah i mean if you've ever like mixed have you ever had like the ikea meatballs and like the gravy we did make it once where yeah. we yeah. mixed the yeah. um we bought mm. the pack of like frozen meatballs and then they come separately with the gravy packets that you make but then when I made it, we had leftover Jolly gravy. So when I made the IKEA gravy, I just like dumped that in and it just made it like a thousand times better. Oh, mm. so good. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, so, good. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so that's how I met Bryn. Uh Jess, her and I met actually my first semester joining the Filipino group on campus on Kasamahan. I was not there my freshman year. I was actually pretty occupied with being a part of the collegiate track and field team at usf um after one year i actually suffered a pretty bad torn hamstring and i just felt like it just wasn't enough to continue so i ended up trying to like figure out other things to do on campus and a lot of my friends were a part of kasamahan and they told me hey how about you come out to the general meeting i was like cool so there's an event that happens in fall semester called Friendship Games. And it's like basically think of it as like a medley of picnic games, but it just gets really intense. And Jess and I met each other at these games practices, as we would call it. 
And, you know, at first I was like, damn, Jess is pretty competitive because I was always a competitive person. If anybody remembers me, like my first semester there, like, I don't know. I'm all about competition. Like, that's just my thing. Like, it could be something so nonchalant, casual. It does not matter. I will take it to an extent where it will be serious. And, you know, it makes it fun. It makes it more fun because then it gets more people involved. So Jess and I were teammates. And then from then on, found out that Jess was getting get picked up by Aya into their fam line. And so they became accompanied. And you're probably wondering, well, how about Aya? What about Avery? Well, freshman year. Funny thing is, Aya and I actually didn't formally meet until we had actually a group chat for the class of 2020 in an application called GroupMe. And we all had everybody's name in the same dorm. Aya was probably one of those girls that just was like demanding that domination at the time. Um, she was getting pretty upset because we were leaving trash in our informal lounge of our dormitory. And she sent a she sent basically an HR email into our group chat talking about, <laughs> hey, if you guys don't pick up the slack in this lounge. You're going to make us look like shit. I, I, you, you, like, do you guys are not old enough to pick up after yourselves? Like, and at that point, I was like, damn, this bitch is serious. I like that. So later on that semester, I and I became acquainted because I would see her in that specific lounge that she was so forth defended. And the rest is history. And how did I meet Avery? Well, to be honest, I wasn't a part of Kasmahan, so I didn't even know who anybody in that org was. But I happened to be a part of some parties that were in the area. And I remember Avery picking up Aya at a certain party. Um, and from there, I kind of became acquainted with him as well. No details further for that event. But all I can say is, one thing led to another. And I and I have obviously had our differences as well. But at the end of the day, we came together. Bestest of friends. Still, we are the bestest of friends. No <laughs> And that's my intro Man, to everybody. Gonna expose me like that. She's gonna I fucking mean, you expose wanted, me. You want an origin <laughs> story? There you have it. <laughs> hey man, that's how I knew I was gonna be good for because I worked in HR for as a part time job. Yeah, HR. like that's how I knew I was like really good at writing like passive aggressive emails like. Hey y'all, just FYI, clean up your shit. Oh, okay, wait. <laughs> I just want to say, regards, <laughs> warm regards, best. I am Morales. I just, man, like, I just want to say, I had like very few places I felt comfortable like hanging out in, and like the informal lounge of our um of our dorm was like one of them, just because it was an easy way to like see who I was living with and like this and that. And like having like nowhere to st nowhere to stand, can't even use well. Okay, X out the kitchen because that shit was always dirty or whatever. But like, oh, Lord. no tables to use because there was so much shit everywhere. Like, I, it was so it was so bad. But like you know, eventually got got better, and you know, like some things fell into place, and now me and Mario are best at the France. Yeah, sir. But um, yeah, as it was touched on before, um, I am J 
Jess's and like as an extension, like Bryn's Ate or older sis. Um, because yeah, we're all in the same like family line. Um, Avery is my grand because his odding is my Kuya. So yeah. Um, so I picked up Jess in 2017, fall 2017. Mm-hmm. And and then I'm, Bryn joined fall 2018. Yeah. So that's how I know them. And they became my well, Jess became my roommate or housemate in 2018. And then both or Avery, Jess, and Bryn became my housemates in 2019. Yeah, 2019. Yeah. Spring 2019. Yes. Yeah. I was like, what year was that? <laughs> <laughs> Feels so long ago. I know. <laughs> I know. So much has occurred since then. Like a different world. But um, I know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I know Avery, obviously, because we're we're now dating almost four years, maybe in like less Ooh. less than a month. Yeah. Yeah. So that's insane. Woo. Um but I met him, yeah, because we were both um in Kasan. Um we had like kind of known each other before I got picked up into his family line because a lot of his his the guys in his class were like trying to hit on me <laughs> but um yeah so i guess he knew of me and yeah friendship games of that year of my freshman year um mike and go so and avery was going so his mike like asked to him to watch his steed but that day when we like officially met like it, it was just kind of like a like yes i know we're gonna get along kind of moment because i was carrying like a you know, like that Pusheen, like cat, like graphic thing. I had like a, I have a like a toy of it, and I brought it with me as like a pillow, and I had it like hanging on like my luggage and stuff. And he was wearing like a like EV Evolution type of like pocket shirt. Hmm. So we like figured out that we, like we were each other, and we're like, "Are you Avery? I yeah, I like your shirt. I like your Pusheen doll." And then that's how it like started and what really like solidified our like blossoming of friendship was when we were heading back from uh friendship games and it was like a six hour ride like three to four hours of that was just us talking about full metal alchemist brotherhood (laughs) because like i was talking about it with the person sitting next to me and avery was like sitting right behind me and he just pops in like are you talking about fma and we're like yes what you know so then I completely like shut out my, the person I was sitting next to and he like fell asleep. But I ended up talking to Avery for three, four hours about it. And that's how we like kind of got to know each other. And then some things fell into place and now we're dating. Well, I was just going to say definitely for me because um, for everybody's story. So I'm pretty far removed. If honestly, if it wasn't for friendship games, I don't think I would have any connection to all of you like to to be completely honest if we really think about it because that was I was graduating December 2016 and um you know my time in undergrad for me was done I was like all right um time to focus on getting ready for grad school and all this stuff the nice thing was I was like wait there's friendship games and I can go not as a commanding officer 
and I was like, yo, it's not my responsibility to take care of these children. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to go. <laughs> and so I was like, yo, I'm out. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm down. And all, all my housemates, um, at the time, one of my housemates was the president of the org. And my other two roommates were like, really, you're going to go? Come on, man. Like, I thought I thought we were done with that stuff already. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm ready to turn <laughs> up. Like, come on. And so I was like, Let, let's do this. And um, I was really hoping that at this point in time, like I was saying, it so happened that my Adding, uh, he couldn't make it because uh, he was pledged dad for his fraternity at the time. And actually... I was hoping a lot of my oddings could go because they were in their senior year and I was in my last semester and it would have been cool to just been with all my directs. None of them can make it. Uh, you know, senior year is a busy time. So they all decided school first, which is a totally respectable decision. And on my part, I was like, well, I'm almost done. So <laughs> I, I, I don't really care. Um, I ended up going and my odding was like, hey, man, um, one of my oddings I is going. Do you think you could look out for her? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And I think, like I was saying, there were a few events that I think I did see Aya at. I didn't really know who she was. Didn't know that she was Mitchell's like future odding, or Mitchell's my odding's name um, at the time. All I knew was, like I was saying, a lot of people who were my age, who were transfer students, or who were seniors at the time. Bro, do you do you see do you see that freshman girl over there? Like, yo. And I'm just like, what? Are you guys serious right now? Like. Um, I honestly didn't really know who they were pointing at, but that's when I was like, okay, I know who Aya is, or I know who this person that they're talking about is. And these were, yes, these, as creepy as this sounds, these are 21-year-olds stalking out a freshman. Yeah, I was, okay, I was like, fre not freshly 18, it had been like nine months being 18, but I was not 19 yet, so it was kind of like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Freshly 18, yikes. Mm -hmm. and new to, new to college you know what I mean like I think at that point when that happened what was that that was like middle of fall that was a couple months into school so yeah, like September. I don't know yeah it was pretty early in the year still um but like I was saying um after I got an idea I'm like oh this is the person I'm supposed you want me to support this person and I was like oh okay um I was intimidated just because I'm like okay my own what's the word I'm looking for assumptions premonitions i don't know um just 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 i as aura i'm just like i am not the type of person that typically socializes with this person in relation of like popularity i don't know i already i already put Aya on this kind of like this kind of different level that i was from because i'm like okay i'm just a, i'm just a normal dude and so like she said i was like how do i approach her and i was like she's got a cool dino cat looking toy Think that I think that's how that's that's my entry point. And I walked up to her and I'm like, "Hey, are you are, are you Aya?" She's like, "Oh yeah." And I'm like, "Cool, yeah. You got a cool like um green dino cat thing." He's like, "Oh, uh, yeah. I like your I like your Eevee shirt." Like she was saying, and that's like it's pretty much what happened. Um, because I needed to figure out who she was and also establish that like, hey, I'm your grand. I'm here in place of Mitchell. He asked me to look out for you. And then, like I said on the way back, going on this trip. I didn't really know that many people because it was all, well, all of you. <laughs> well, Bryn wasn't there yet, but um, all of the new people joined the org. And the only people I knew were uh, seniors. And really, I was just hanging out with like two people. I think Andre was even one of them at the time because he was also that age as well. But anyways, yeah, I was talking about Fullmetal Alchemist. I overheard it. And <laughs> yeah, I think after realizing that her friend went to sleep, I was like, damn, 
I really just took over this conversation <laughs> and it, it went like all the way through the, the bus ride home. And after that, I don't remember exactly what the next point of contact that we had was that, but it was just something that was like, we got to hang out again. And I think, um, did go get like Boba Mario was saying, like right after we did. Yeah. Thank you for confirming that. <laughs> okay. I don't really remember that. What I, the, the next thing I do remember was, uh, cause group me was the thing at the time. I would always drop in our group me, be like, hey, who wants to do something? And I was the only one to respond. Um, no one no one else ever reached out, and that's how we got really close. Um, and we got to know each other. I think after that, it was just like, okay, no one wants to hang out, but I is down. Do you want to go get pho? Do you want to go do this? Do you want to go do this? Um, and so definitely spent a lot of time together, and I think that's how I started seeing Mario more because I started frequent frequenting the dormitory. I didn't go to USF at a time where I would dorm. I started at SF State, so I'd never been one to be around that community space. I don't remember the first time I met Mario. I think that the, the maybe it's because we have this shared memory of me picking up I at the party. Uh, but I do remember seeing you because of the group of Filipino kids. You're like you just stuck out, you know. So I was like, okay, there's this guy. He's athletic and. And I know he's Mario, so I think that just kind of stuck. This guy cannot be Filipino. This is <laughs> the imposter. I mean, there's a lot of like Filipinos that you're just like, are you Filipino? It's kind of like that Joe Koi, like joke in his like kind of like second special where he was like, his mom was like Filipino. He's like, no, Mexican. He's like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Man, what a world away! Like, especially. What, it's been almost nine months of, of quarantine. Like, it just feels like so long ago. And I really do, like, miss being in, like, a house together. Or, like, finding, like, days to just hang out. Or, like, watch anime together. Or, like, drink wine together, obviously. But, man, like, what a world away. But um, that's kind of, like, you know, a good segue into what you know, how are your guys' lives, like, catching up right now? Like, I know we, we kind of do text every so often. Um, we do, like, send, like, lots of memes. And, like, we have been planning this podcast for a while. But what has, like, life really been like? Like, living at home, living with, you know, maybe parents or, like, working during quarantine, going to school during quarantine. Jess, I know that you, you know, you just graduated. Woo, 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 woo. Um, but I'm cheersing to yeah, that. What's it like, you know? Yeah, cheers. To graduating. One of us. <laughs> Brandon, it will soon be your time. <laughs> but, um, yeah, what is it like, you know, maybe being an, uh, a recent graduate um, during quarantine? I know me and Mario both experienced that. We're like the first kind of wave graduating during quarantine, but what is life like right now with everyone? Um, honestly, I think it's just really weird because it hasn't settled in that I graduated because of the fact that the the graduation was streamed online and it was just a one second, here's your picture, and then that's it. So I guess it's like I didn't even I didn't celebrate at all. I didn't get food or anything. I didn't even dress up. I just put on the robe over what I wore 
or what I slept in last night. But the hat on was like, I'm graduating. Cool. This is it. So it's just that sense of like, is this real? Did I just graduate? And yeah, that's yeah. yeah. I expect it. Honestly, I expect it to like be on campus doing the whole like champagne thing. And then. I don't know, just hanging out with all of you guys afterwards, getting food. I don't know, it's just weird. It's kind of sad, but. Yeah, it was definitely the same. Uh, same for me when I graduated back in May. Like, yeah, it was the same thing. It was like, it was 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think I was drinking like the night before. So I was like, I like have to get up. So I was like kind of like hungover or like super tired, but my, I definitely had to get on Zoom or like house party with my family because we were living separately at the time. Um, but yeah, during then, like I put on my robe, I was on Zoom and I like waited for my name to be called and then kind of like felt like it because my parents kept having to like replay the the audio or like the video uh, the zoom call um so that they could get like good pictures or like good recordings of it um but yeah it felt so disconnected because yeah i wasn't afterwards i wasn't in um what is it gleason plaza or whatever mm-hmm. with um all of my friends my family it was supposed to be like a big a big thing um I I really wanted to have that champagne moment. I wanted like everyone like with graduations before and we're like had the wine bag out. Like we were just like being all like degenerate, like all up in the in the plaza in front of everyone. I wanted like a personalized henny bottle, but I ended up we ended up like buying like a small henny bottle just for me, like for video sake. But yeah, I definitely felt the disconnect. And even now after almost six months of after graduating, like, it still doesn't feel like I graduated. How about you, Mario? Well, let me just give you some backstory on how, like, the emotion that I was feeling when I found out that this pandemic is a real situation and it's going to impact the way we approach education. So let's take y'all back to March, the most promiscuous month of the year. What happened was I we were on spring break. All right. Everything seemed normal. COVID was pretty apparent, but we didn't find COVID to be something to the point where it would actually be what it is now. I was in Disneyland in L.A., seven hours from home, driving distance, enjoying my life. Me and a group of friends that I was with, we were in Disneyland and I got an email from Father Fitzgerald or president of the school. The email stated that because of of the circumstances that we're going through and because of COVID-19, we're going to have to shift education online. I'm not going to lie with you. It was something we feared because it was a potential possibility. But seeing that it is now a reality, it just kind of sat in. Like, think about it. I was in Disneyland, quote unquote, the happiest place on earth. None of us were happy at all. Like our whole vibe at Disneyland 
was ruined. Now, not to sound, you know, obviously, not to sound like a privileged person or anything, but obviously we were happy to be in Disneyland, but we just weren't happy about the news received being at Disneyland. And just, it it hurt because at the same time, that same semester, we had a PCN performance that would have been in that same month. And it was literally going to be two weeks after we came back from spring break and we were all practicing really hard for. And if you guys don't know what PCN is, it literally is a Filipino cultural night. It is a performance of dance, skit, and song. And it was supposed to basically relive Philippine culture. And like it would have been a beautiful sight. It was something that USF prides in when it comes in terms of like performances on campus. But now it couldn't happen because of COVID. We had to cancel everything and everything set in so quickly, so fast that, like Aya said, to this day, I can't even process that this is really how my last semester of an education in a university went down. I remember coming back from spring break and we had to use Zoom and going to class just felt, it just felt really surreal. It was just like, I'm really sitting in my own home doing online classes, something that is a choice pre-COVID, but now it is a a mandate in all of the world. And it just, it sucked. And because of that, people went crazy in terms of like hospitality. What are they going to do? What are the families going to have to go through? How are... How is like living going to work out? People were losing jobs left and right. And it it's very unreal. And to think that we are in the ninth month of this process. And progress is not really progress. It's more like a digress. And it, it hurts a lot to think that we're at this point. And all I can say is that as much as optimism is promoted and something that we should all like maintain, it's very difficult at times. Which leads me into something I also want to talk about. Is that since that optimism does turn the opposite direction and such there has been a massive increase in the awareness of what mental health can really be affected for people. And I'm talking not just emotionally. Some people are also feeling it physically. On average, the country feels with gyms closing down and it is almost considered like the worst thing in the world to show in public your own face without a mask or some type of face covering. It hurts people to feel that they are no longer allowed to visit or continue their normal daily routines without precaution. And those precautions means that things are limited nowadays. Restaurants sitting in, 
going to school, seeing family members, just going out of town to see family is already considered something that is just unheard of. And of course, a lot of people still do this. And it's a bad thing because in terms of, you know, improving the situation, but it is also an opposite kind of effect because now it's frowned upon to go see family because of COVID-19. And I would like to spread this question to you guys, since this has obviously affected me in ways that um, has been pretty hard to deal with and has affected me not only in just being at home, but also the effects that it puts on the work industry, the job industry, I should say, um, the effects that it takes on people's um, sanity and other factors. How has COVID-19 affected you guys since March when we have became aware of it in the country? And is there any progress? Anything to digress on? All right. Well, kind of tying back to what you were all talking about. Um, and I don't mean this, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is in kind of like a rubbing it in your face kind of way because I'm watching left and right. And um, for those for those listening, I'm a high school teacher. And so I'm watching my loved ones, my closest friends, especially those on this podcast. I'm watching my students. I'm watching family members have this milestone taken from them. And it's hard because I don't know what that feels like. And all I can do is try to be a form of support and in relation to mental health, right? It's like how much of as as optimistic of a person as I am, how far is that going to go with with COVID? It doesn't get very far, you know, because it's not what people are feeling. No matter how hopeful or how supportive I can be, that will not change the fact of what people are experiencing. Um, it will not remove what people are going through right now. And I think, I think. You all put it in best words because um, watching it all unfold before me, watching these big moments that you know I was I was fortunate enough to experience, and then to watch that be taken away from the people that I love, uh, because there was huge milestones. And even though to other schools a PCN might be kind of whatever, that that was huge. You know, you guys worked for that four years. You worked for that. Um, for that to get taken away. And I saw the the mental toll that took, especially because of how hard everybody worked, especially USF. Um, it, and the other part was the uncertainty, which I think hurts the most, moving in from March to May, that, that mental health part, um, the digression of along with uncertainty, because it's like, is it going to happen? Are we going to have a graduation? Are we going to have a PCN? And then it just doesn't happen. And here we are six months later, there's still no answer. And it's like, shouldn't have someone done something by now? Um, which something could have happened. It's clear that something could have happened as we look across the globe. People are doing it right somewhere else. It's just us, <laughs> honestly, us, US. Uh-huh. Um, and um, I think in relation to the mental health aspect, uh, for me, I've noticed like a nosedive in my mental health. And I've disregarded it because I buried myself in work. A lot of things have happened because of COVID. 
like we mentioned, we all had to move home, which I think many college students or young adults have experienced. And living back with my parents um, financially, it's a really great move. Mental health wise, not really sure. Um, and especially the line of work that I do, I definitely need a lot of time and space because there isn't a lot, there isn't enough time in the day for me to do what I need to do as a teacher. And because I'm no longer in a household where I get to see people where they're on different schedules, I get to know more about their life more than mine. I don't have this kind of barrier that distracts me from what I'm supposed to do. And I didn't realize how healthy that actually was. Because before, I'd just be like, oh my God, I'm procrastinating. I, we're drinking wine tonight. We were talking all night and like I, I didn't get to do this. But really, that was, that was good for my mental health. That, that was a check to be like, yo, you need to stop working so hard. And, it, and COVID magnified that I am a workaholic. That although I am dedicated, it is toxic for my health. Because I don't work nine to five. I work on the weekends sometimes. I work when I see there's time too. Um, I think it was because of Thanksgiving that I realized the first time I played video games again and was like, yo, you got to take a break. Because um, I, don't, I don't, like Mario was saying, gym shut down. I don't go to the gym anymore. I don't get to go home to you all anymore. I don't have Aya checking in on me, even though it's not like necessarily a, like a, to stop me from doing anything, but because my life is a part of theirs, it's just, it's, it's, it just happens throughout the day where it's like, it's dinner time or it's video game time or it's us time. And um, though it might not have been like a direct, like timetabled schedule, it was an indirect way of like, you need to stop working for your own sake. And I think that's what I appreciate about all of you and how that's kind of, I, I think I took that for granted because I never realized how much of an effect that had on my life until we all had to move home. And I think that's why my mental health nosedived. And, I, and I've been talking to I about this on, personally, I'm trying to see if I can go see a therapist, learn different ways to navigate my mental health, stress level, um, just, how to, just how to do things. Um, because it's not healthy. You know, when, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. I, a lot of stuff, COVID has magnified a lot of issues with our capitalistic society and why we shouldn't have 40-hour work weeks, why we shouldn't have the system that we do. Um, there's, there's this one tweet that I saw that was like the 40-hour work week was meant for, you know, the 1950s American dream husband and wife, the white picket fence. Because one person's working 40 hours a week and the other person's taking care of a family. You cannot work 40 hours a week and take care of yourself. That's why the husband was able to go to work, as sexist as that is, like if we think about it that way, right? And here I am working 40 hours plus, and my parents are taking care of me. I'm, I'm so grateful for that. Well, right now, like, like my dad was affected by COVID as well, lost his job, just started a job on Monday, um, essential worker. Uh, but, you know, I'm seeing that, like, I don't have breakfast downstairs anymore. <laughs> uh, I got to go cook for myself. But, um, like, I'm seeing... Like those, those checks, like I just described earlier, indirect checks to show me, hey, you're working too much. You have to feed yourself. You have to take care of yourself. You have to talk to people. That's where COVID has hit me, I think, the hardest. Probably in other ways too, but I think in relation to talking about mental health, where I'm at, it's getting better because, I'm, because 
winding down to the end of the semester, I'm recognizing the things that I need to fix. And I've definitely dedicated a lot of myself to my students this semester. And I'm glad that they took away a good experience distance learning. But to be completely honest, at what cost? I lost a lot of hair, <laughs> lost a lot of stress. Like, was that really worth it? I don't know. Um, yeah, Aya, go ahead. Yeah, FYI, my camera shut off again. So if you have a drink of any kind, non-alcoholic or alcoholic, take a sip. I see that ocean spray cranberry juice. I see you <laughs> holding that, sir. You better take a sip. But um, yeah, I I definitely took advantage of like the non-seriousness that people had in the beginning of quarantine. Like, I know in a lot of ways, like yeah, it was mixed in with we were last year of PCN. We we had finally gone into the dances that we wanted to be in. Um, that were very important cultural like cultural is but then it never happened and you know that was a sad part but you know as a as privileged as i am because i do kind of live comfortably and i am like smart enough to like take care of like my grades and stuff um i had like a part job at the time um being at home all the time getting up whenever i wanted to like literally two minutes before work and then taking like a quick break and then going to class like online, it was at first it was kind of like the dream for for the type of person I am because I'm very lazy. Um, if I I will choose to skip class because I can do the work like on my own and teach myself like if I want to. And then I have classmates that support me through through anything. I was very privileged for that. Um, but then yeah, come time for. Um, when everyone left the house because everyone started living at home again um, for safety reasons and then especially for financial reasons like um, I needed to figure out like a like a schedule for myself um, and may that like be like going to work online and then taking some time to cook breakfast or lunch for me and Avery because that we were the only ones at the apartment at the time um, and then to class and then cooking dinner and then video games or whatever again yeah, that was like a good schedule to keep my mental health in check while you know i was you know not not to like say that i didn't like living around avery i loved living with with just avery or uh but i did this our housemates and friends and stuff but um yeah come time like when like graduation hit like like I said before, like it didn't feel like I graduated. The milestone was taken from me, as Avery mentioned, um, and just had to live through that. There were a lot of supportive people who, you know, understood what me and a lot of graduates like had felt during, you know, during quarantine and stuff. There were some people who just kind of like made fun of it, and I tried to check them as much as possible like why why the hell are you rubbing in our faces that you you know you don't have to experience what we're experiencing and hmm. you know the people in this podcast know what i'm talking about but i won't i won't go into detail because i'm not trying to out someone like that but um you know we just had to live through it 
And I thought that, you know, once I got home, I was, I'd be surrounded with family, live kind of the life I, I had to live at the time. Um, while still kind of, you know, keeping my mental health a check, doing things that I wanted to do in order to, you know, get by. Then, as maybe maybe some of our listeners or, you know, a lot of our friends know, um, especially people in this podcast, I went to the hospital. Um, yeah, like not even 10 days or so. No, like, like two weeks after graduated. Um I fell unconscious for an unknown reason, unknown reason, still unknown to this day. Um, UCLA is actually still doing like a study on what had happened, what had happened prior, during and post uh, hospitalization. But yeah, TLDR, like my liver like was failing, my kidney failing, I had a brain hemorrhage in the hospital. I was having seizures, all this stuff. Um, and, you know, it, it's one thing to have to deal with that, you know, when it's not COVID or like not during a pandemic, but then when it's aligned with a pandemic, especially post hospitalization and like you just dis- you get discharged and you need to like recuperate. There's just something about not being able to like do the things that you want, heal the way that you feel is necessary for you. and you know, being stuck in one place because you're forced to. Not necessarily in the way that a pandemic is forced, is like, you know, you have to for um, for the better of the world, but for yourself. And it was, it was torture. I, I did it. And as much as support as I got mentally and emotionally and, you know, like people were giving affirmations about how I could heal, it wasn't the same. So... And I still have to do that now, like, because it's it's basically going to take a year till I, like, am fully recovered. Everything is, like, baked basically back to how it was. Like, I got the, like, the official okay from all of my doctors that, like, everything's good. You're okay to be back out in the world, ever. But now that, now that that's, like, okay, I still have to sit here and you know, deal with this. I've, I've like turned to video games. I've turned to like every media source. Like I've been trying to go back to school, but um, unfortunately that's not really the like option right now because of some stuff. I'm looking to like every outlet possible. And so far, like the, the very realistic thing for me is that this is my life right now. Like this room, maybe this podcast, this house, you know, Seeing my friends virtually online every so often, that's my life right now. And I, I would say that like COVID kind of helped in, in like in the sense that like if, if it wasn't COVID, I would in in like another country like Cancun. I usually go to Cancun around this time and I was supposed to go to Cancun for my graduation. But um, if I was in Cancun and this happened, I don't think I would have been alive, TBH, because the the, the care probably there isn't as necess- as like necessary as I needed at UCLA. Um, so that's really the only blessing I've had because of a pandemic. But other than that, like 
mental health wise, like everything's everything's going down. And I have to find every single little thing that can help me. And even like my sleep has been affected where I'm like sleeping at 7 a.m. and waking up at four. And like, you know, there's no schedule to keep me in, in place anymore. Um, and I think I would have had like a, a schedule of place if COVID didn't happen. And I mean, especially if I didn't go to the hospital, I would have probably been living back in San Francisco. Um, I would have been, you know, around the people I wanted to be around, but that's just not the case anymore. And this is what I have to live like. And I'm trying to find things that can keep me sane necessarily, but like, it's, it's really hard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I feel like I'm going to have like a different take on a lot of this compared to you guys, because like, um, as you can probably guess, like I'm still in school, you guys have all graduated. I'm a junior right now and I'm going to be entering, um, my spring semester. But, um, when I heard the news, um, at first I was kind of like saying like, I wasn't taking it as seriously. You know, because like when I heard like the lockdown and everything, I was thinking like, oh, three weeks, like that's easy. And I think that was just like me being like the natural homebody I am. I was like, oh, that's like easy. Like you can do this shit like, you know, in my sleep. But like, I think I kind of underestimated how like the rest of this country operates. I think also just like being in San Francisco, you just have like a different bubble and just like of how like people think like in general. But I remember when like, I heard the news that like we weren't gonna come back like two main things really like stood out to me was one is that we weren't gonna be able to do our pcn anymore and that hurt a lot especially just because like specifically as a first gen filipino american like trying to like find my identity i guess was really hard for me growing up like i i felt like i wasn't deserving of like having that term like Filipino or like I didn't know like exactly how to like own up to it because like I um the only thing that we had at home that was really Filipino was just like the food and then that was it like I my parents didn't want me to learn Tagalog you know they never exposed me to like um any movies or whatnot I still haven't been to, Fil to the Philippines you know even though I keep asking but like it is what it is so like PCN for a way was for me to like find my community in that sense. And even through that, like um, specifically for that upcoming PCN, me and Jess were actually gonna choreograph a dance together. And like, I don't know how you feel about it, Jess, but like, um, I remember like when we first danced together in Roll Call, I feel like that's when we like got along like really well. And like, we were able to find like commonality between like, just like dancing in general. So like, just us to be able to choreograph a piece together was just like so special to me, you know. But that got taken away, sadly. But yeah, it was just a lot for me to like hold on to. But then another thing that kind of like stood out to me was just because like I'm the youngest out of all of you guys. I'm I've always been the baby around you guys. So I was like, you know, you guys aren't gonna have your graduation. That's sad, you know. I I really wanted to be there to like support you guys you know? And like, at the back of my mind, like, we always joke about it. But it's like, 
oh, y'all are leaving me. So I wanted to have like, you know, a good like proper send off for all of you guys. Like it was just, it was a lot. Yeah. And um, I mean, like even we can like talk about like the house and everything. Cause like um, I had lived in the dorms like my freshman year. And then when that summer happened, I moved into the beach house with you guys, but I stayed in San Francisco, like for that summer. So really I was just there like with you guys all the time and it was just really fun and like um for me like uh, for all of us going to school coming back together when we can just like relax and like um you know talk and whatever and just like vent you know and do whatever like the beach house really became a home for me at that point so it was just like it just sucked that like we all had to like leave <laughs> just all suddenly and um like I didn't really realize how long like I had been there or like um, the amount of time that I took for granted because when I came back home, my parents were like, this is the first time you've been home in like a year or like, or almost two years, you know, besides like vacations and stuff. So in a way, like they were even saying like, when I came home, they're like, okay, like we don't know who you are anymore. You could have been a whole new person like in San Francisco and like, we never knew. And so I think that's just kind of like what I'm coming to terms with. Cause like they're like being stuck at home and stuff like that. I really, really feel like I'm in high school again, just cause it's like, you know, like not having as much like freedom and stuff or just like with parents like constantly around. It's just kind of like, you know, trying to like please them or like make up their image and whatnot. And especially with like school being remote and everything, my parents are kind of just like, oh, like, you know, you're good. You're going to do the exact same things. It's, it's just online. Like, you're still going to be like the perfect student. You're still going to like work hard. You're still going to like make time for all of that and whatnot. And it's like, it's not the same, <laughs> you know? And like, um, I'm a kinese major. So like, I just love like moving around and stuff like that. But like, I can't even like go outside as much. The gyms are closed. So like I've been like working on like home workouts as much as I can, but like even with that like my parents are kind of just like struggling with money right now. So like we don't have as much equipment. So you just kind of like have to do like with whatever and it's like and then like obviously like it sucks to say but like if you want to have like um a really like healthy diet and whatnot to like help out with your workouts like that's just going to like be more expensive, just like how it is in the long run. So you're just kind of like making do with all of it. Yeah. So like, I'm trying to like, I'm trying like really hard to like be hopeful and see what happens like for the next year. Cause like at first I thought it was only going to be like three months that we would be like quarantining, but now we're like nine months in. So I'm kind of like, okay, you know, at this point, I'm like thinking like I'm probably just gonna ha I'm probably end up gonna end up like graduating the same way that like you guys did just like online and it's like I'm I don't want to be that pessimistic but at the same time like I don't want to not be realistic if that makes sense so it's really hard in that sense like trying to give myself something to look forward to yeah um but yeah I don't know like, my mental health has just been, like, really 
deteriorating lately. At first, like, I thought, like, you know, because, like, honestly, like, as an only child, like, I have been fine, like, not talking to people. I'm comfortable in my own company and whatever. But I think I was solid in that because it was also, like, a choice, you know? But now it's just kind of, like, being forced on us a lot. And even, like, socializing as well, like, um, I've been known to not really make as many friends I guess but like that's like for me personally I'm more like I don't want to say I don't want to say introvert I like usually like to say I'm like socially selective <laughs> I just like to say that because like um there's just not a lot of people that we can talk like this with you know it's just like there's just some people where you're just like very fake around or just like very like fake positivity and like I can't deal with that bullshit sorry so like, I already had, like, a very small circle in general, and, like, 80% of it was you guys, to be honest. So I was kind of like, all right, so, like, when they're gone, what am I going to do now? And um, even with just, like, how people were, like, reacting to COVID and how, like, people, and, like, even this summer when, like, um, the protests for, for George Floyd were happening, you know, a lot, a lot of things came to light. And so... Even with my circle being so small as it was, I was like, oh, I have to make it smaller, uh, you know? So then it kind of turned into, like, you know, like, who really is out there for me? Who are, like, you know, who are the real ones out there? But if anything, like, if there's, like, any, like, bright side to, like, what's happening right now, it's just, for me, it's just, like, you're seeing, like, people's true colors right now. And... Like, if anything, you're just going to, like, cultivate those relationships, like, even further. So, like, in that way, like, I'm really grateful, like, for this podcast because, like, then we can just, like, you know, just um, cultivate, like, our relationships more and, like, have it grow. But, um, yeah, I honestly don't know what's going to, like, happen for this next year. I'm hoping things will be, like, a little bit okay. I'm hoping that, like, at least, like, you guys can, like, be around for when I graduate. I don't know. Or, like, when I turn 21, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Why she's not drinking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm just letting y'all have your fun. <laughs> but, yeah. I'm wishing you guys a lot. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah jess how's how's everything going on i have like something in common with every single one of you guys because um i think it was really interesting when we did find out because we all definitely thought it would just last a couple of weeks maybe till the end of the semester but by summer it would have been fine and that like i would i don't want to say optimism but kind of denial in a sense kind of led led us all down this route where we're like oh no we're fine we're not even going to look at what is happening to us what is happening to everyone and that whole sense of like what you said, Mario, like restrictions, limitations. It's it it made everyone scared of that. That whole fear of like, oh no, we are getting restricted. Oh no, we are getting these limits. And that's why a whole bunch of people are like, 
oh no, we have to do it now. Because if not now, when? And I don't know. I guess that's kind of what makes being a psych major or like graduating with a psych degree kind of interesting because all of my classes kind of turned into a what how can we relate this to covid and even though i saw my mental health declining as well because as a, as everyone said we were students at that time having to transfer having to suddenly adjust to staying at home having to move out of our beloved house and moving back into our like childhood homes it kind of makes it seem like our freedom is being taken away and i kind of saw that because like what bryn said it kind of felt like i was back in high school where i had to do the same responsibilities that my parents kind of wanted me to do on top of that my schoolwork on top of that i also worked a job and that whole like everything happening at once is so traumatizing and every not everyone realizes that we are all going through such trauma right now and i guess on the flip side being a psych major at that time I don't know, being really privileged, I, I basically got free therapy because we all just like therapize each other. I was okay, I was in a class called clinical psychology, and every Friday, even when we were meeting up, we had like therapy sessions for each other that was integrated into the course. And it continued um to Zoom, which was really great for everyone in the class. Just because that we have like our own mini therapy sessions during that time. And I I guess like coming from that, it another thing that like a bright side or whatever you want to call it is that with the new decline, with the new decline, but with like the extra decline of everyone's mental health, it also made people realize that you need to look over your mental health, like what Avery, you were talking about like I most people never notice that mental health is such an important thing to look after but now that we're all going through this like traumatic thing we're all now realizing that we do need to take care of ourselves at some point or another we need to take our mental health day like and that's scary because you want to be able to take care of yourself and I guess also another thing is that all everyone in my family, everyone in my house, they're all essential workers, except for me, because I was just a tutor. But um, it's really interesting to see because even in this time, everyone wants to work harder. Everyone realizes that we're all home, so we have to work harder. But no, you're home because you're going through this traumatic thing. You're home because the entire world is not good right now. And like you need to take care of yourself. But I don't know. I guess as like 
a psych person. It's take care of yourself, you know? Like, even though I am going through a rough patch right now, I know, I still realize that, like, I need something to, like, help me. And I guess, as Okuya said, that's why we're doing this. This is where we just get to talk to each other. We get to, like, as we say, some of us are drinking, but all of us are talking shit. So we get to actually say what needs to be lifted off of our chest, you know? So that's... Cheers to that. I, I just, like, chime in that, like, um, when Mario and I first became friends, we were in this group of friends that we would be really good to have, like, a check-in every every week, like, once a week, um, about feelings, what was going on, the stresses we had, all that stuff. And it didn't pull through because, you know, a lot of people had their there are things that it and it wasn't as 100% of help as we thought it was going to be but my hope for this podcast and i mean not even hope we've been doing this since we've all moved in together um or at, we've been meeting up every every week and like we talk shit rant talk about current news talk about chismis and all that stuff but this this circle of friends really been like the therapy that I didn't know it was going to turn into. That, like, we check in on each other. We we know what's going on with our lives, and we're there to support each other. And I thought I was going to have that in freshman year, but little did I know that, like, God blessed me with with you with you guys all in all in one circle, and we became like therapists almost for each other not in the sense that it's like it's like not it's like toxic for each other but like we wanted to support each other and we wanted to know what's going on in our lives and like this podcast was definitely solidifying that fact where i mean as much as we wanted to have people listen to what we have to say it's more for us because we like this sort of schedule or like this sort of yeah like you know mental health check is is really good for us and continuing that on like a public public platform is like really good because now it's like sort of we really know what we want to talk about but yeah um mario do you want to chime how are you doing um well i i briefly summarize it but right now um I was able to oh sorry for that. I was able to find myself a uh little job uh to suffice me through this pandemic. Uh I am considered an essential worker because I did find a job working at Safeway. And I have been there since the very beginning of this pandemic and I always look at it as a temporary job, but as a postgrad um, I have found that applying for a career or at least some type of an internship has been a lot more difficult with recruiters, companies, and other job industries more than what is expected when you feel 
ready to see the real world. And, you know, luckily it has not strayed me from the career path I wish to take. But it has had its ups and downs. I've had roller coasters of motivation to sit down in front of a computer for a couple hours and just edit cover letters, submit resumes, look at applications, and in all honesty, look for jobs that are looking for people in my criteria and maybe even beyond that, because I know that not everything is what meets the eye when it comes to uh, requirements, when it comes to what you're capable of doing because of your education. Um, that honestly goes out to a lot of people too, is that if you do find yourself feeling during this pandemic kind of lost, whether you went to school, whether you stayed home and supported your family, or whether you had a hobby that was keeping you sane. Um, the goal that I have recently started to give light to is that not everybody's process is meant to be a step, stepping stone. Everybody's going to have its breakthroughs, its obstacles. Everybody's going to have to go through some type of what is called a struggle. Whether it is somebody of privilege who knows that a struggle just means that they just can't go to the gym or go out with their friends, or even as simple as a struggle as being able to support your family, being able to find some type of place where you could solidify your income. What it all comes down to is that the commonalities that we all have together is that there's something that we're missing that we didn't that we did have during normal living that COVID-19 has just kind of resurfaced into our lives. That is a drink. Since Aya has lost her camera once again. Sorry. But back to what I was saying. Everybody will say that they're doing okay. And that, you know, oh, we'll just pass by. It's just sickness. We'll get a vaccine. We'll be fine. But, you know, it's easy to just say that everything will be fine and to implement this comfort in your mind that what we're going through right now is normal. Because it's not. Nothing like this has ever happened in the world, probably since the Black Plague, in all honesty. We've had epidemics of sicknesses that have surfaced in the world, but they have been controlled over moderated times. However, we've never experienced, at least this generation has never experienced a time where we have to stay home in order to prevent more cases of this sickness that we are all trying to get rid of. And the solutions that are being provided through science, through common knowledge, and just for the protection of the people that are around us, not necessarily close ones or family, it is upsetting to see that there is now a political view on it. But it's understandable that some people just 
wish that it didn't happen when it did. And all I can say is that for those of you who feel that type of struggle, whether it's as simple as not being able to see your friends, your girlfriend, your family, being able to do the daily routines you're used to, or even as something as severe as finding a way to support your own living circumstances, your family, and also the health and safety of your family and yourself. Just know that it is very easy to give up. And I'm not saying that it's easy to look past that and be optimistic. But what I'm saying is if we're all strong together in the essence where we can at least find something to keep us afloat and above water, then one day we will find ourselves to be stronger than we were since March of 2020. And that type of effort level will help us see some doubts that some people may experience, that they may feel like is what people consider an imposter syndrome. Not necessarily true. Some people are doubting themselves because of the circumstances around them. But everybody is capable of doing anything they want as long as you believe in yourself. First step in taking anything in life is making sure that you feel like you're capable of doing it. There's going to people there's going to be people out there that are going to think otherwise. But those people are not you. Those people have not experienced what you have gone through personally. So therefore, their opinions may be stated, but they're not truth. Nor should they be some type of influence that should make you feel a certain way about that type of lifestyle you live. So keep pushing forward, guys. As long as this pandemic begins or continues, whether it is another couple months, another year, just know that if you hold faith within yourself to know that you're capable of doing something and making being able to make a contribution to something, that is enough to get you through this. And when the day comes where this has become controlled, you will realize that your self-worth was very important through this process. You'll find yourself being a better person than you were nine months ago. It felt like I just listened to a TED Talk. (laughs) (laughs) Mic drop. Yeah, I was like... Mar- know, Mario should have an audiobook and about like just <laughs> For real. Mot- yeah, just like mot- motivational reading by Mario, and you I know, would just like my... listen to it. Just I to felt that myself. in my heart. For a second. I really felt like my self worth just being validated. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Mario, you always speak in facts, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn, man. That's uh, yeah. Man. He wasn't even trying to drop bars, and he was like, Mars Mario, bars, man. boom. Like that, that's how I've always known Mario. Mario's always been that person yeah. from, like, day one to, to always really affirm, like, things you didn't really, like, know about that you needed at the time. Like, there were, there were some people who were like, why are you talking so much? But I'm just like, I want to hear Mario talk more. This is, like, <laughs> the perfect, I don't know, super, like, NPR ted talk okay self-validation type of like person that's what like that's what 
Dude, that's why I love it, man. Oh my gosh. He also yeah. has a no, great he, like yeah. radio, okay. a radio voice. Like <laughs> I feel like I feel like it's a radio voice. It's just yeah. it's very yeah. clear. It's like if I was gonna listen to an ad, <laughs> I want Mario like, to read it to me. There there is something because like he oh takes really good like <laughs> self-reflective like pauses in the way he talks, and I'm just like, damn, go off. <laughs> listen. Oh, man. Um to be honest. Yeah. I can agree at least at least to the listeners and to of course my members in the podcast that I myself am also not perfect. I also cannot always be the most role model type. I've always pushed that type of narrative when it came to any group of people I've been around. I've never been perfect. I never considered myself the best example. Um but what I can be and can be assertive about is that I can be realistic about how I feel about certain things and how I feel about certain people. Like I currently have a family that I still live with. I'm blessed to still be with around who are healthy. I have some type of income to keep me sane, to be able to pay my bills and to also help my family out. And on top of that, in terms of communication, I'm still learning. I'm still a student of social aspects. I am learning as I am also progressing relationships with my work, with myself, my own girlfriend. I'm trying my best as a person to improve every single day because I'm not there yet. And as much as I feel like I am, there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to take in. And for those who think that I'm at that level, I appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. But progress is still progress. Retweet. But I got something really quick because like I have like you said also just about like um, how you said, like, you've heard, like, people will say, like, oh, Mario, like, talks so much or whatever. I'm gonna be honest. I have heard from a couple of people that, like, oh, yeah, Mario talks so much and whatever. And, but at the same time, I was like, yeah, but, like, he's talking real shit, you know? It's not like it's going one year out the other. It's, like, Mario's one of those people where it's, like, when he speaks, you shut the fuck up. Because you already know, like, he's about to say something. And it's, like, I feel like Mario people don't tell you that enough to be fucking honest and it's just like when like you talk i just feel like you have a way that like when people listen to you like even like hearing you at like gbm jam or, or whatnot or like making like a motivational speech like for like a pcn like talk or whatever like people or like at least people in my class they would like leave like feeling inspired like they would be like okay like that's a guy like who knows like what really matters right now and so like i remember like seeing my freshman year and i was like you know yo like this is a guy that like you need to watch out for kind of thing and that's why like i always talk i always like hype you up whenever i can but it's just, like even though like um at first like for friendship games like our most recent friendship games when you were like chosen to be like our spuff leader which like if you haven't been to friendship games spuff leader is like spuff is like a part of friendship games where like the orgs will just go and 
Like SPUF stands for Spirit, Pride, Unity, and Friendship. And you kind of just do like these like cheers against like other schools and stuff. You make up your own stuff. And like, it's really, really fun. But like Mario was chosen for that. And Mario was chosen for a very specific reason. And it's because like what I said before, like when people listen to you, they feel inspired. They feel like, yo, like I actually do something. I actually make an impact. Hold on. And so, like, seeing that was just, like, amazing, you know? And I feel like too many people took it for granted, you know? And so, like, I also, like, I understand, like, what you're saying, Mario. Like, obviously, like, progress is still progress. But just know that, like, you're doing really good right now. And, like, even, like, in this podcast, and I know it reaches far out from this podcast. But just know, like, I, like, I already know you're going to keep going. Like, this is only just the beginning. But, like, just know, like, you got, like, a whole bunch of people, like, behind you right hey, now. Hey, man, you got four people right here yeah. behind you, man. That's all I have to say. Like, at least. There's there's just something about, like, Mario especially, but, like, everyone in this podcast where I take away something very important every time I have an interaction with all of you. All of you are, like, a different aspect of my life that I want to strive towards. And whether that be being hardworking, being self-aware, being like stern, stern in a sense that's like good to get your voice out, um, being motivational, being realistic, all those things. All of you have this aspect that I myself have been looking towards this, you know, ever since I've all met you individually. Um you know, like simp hour, but like whatever. But I really, I really love. <laughs> it's only. I really seven. love being around you guys because there's something about having an interaction with all of you that is really like you can really take away something from each other. I mean, since we're on freaking validation station right now, I think it's really important to just bring up another thing where we should all yes. like love you. validating everyone is really, really important. And like, okay, Mario. Sometimes I just like, <laughs> I just like sit here and I'm like, yes, tell me more, tell me more. Then freaking, freaking Brynn is like, like the burst of energy. Dude, Brynn is like affirmation out. queen. Like, she'll come in and be like, "What's up, guys?" Stop. <laughs> she stop. Will hype you up in ways that you didn't think. No. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Uno reverse card me. <laughs> yeah, I there's there's an aspect of I I believe each and every one of us. I don't want to speak on myself because that just seems kind of like weird. But um, there's just something about how all of you validate everyone that needs to be validated in a way that isn't super like egotistical towards you know the other person or whatever, or doesn't hype them up to where they get like a big head or anything, but in ways that you don't realize that they need in their life. There there's so many things that goes that go on in like people's lives that you don't you aren't aware of. Even if like you're the bestest of friends or your family or whatever. You you say things or do things that really affirm that they are here and they're present in your lives and that they're here for a purpose whether that be like success or their own self-validation or self-affirmation um, or something that helps you there. 
I don't know. There's there's a way that all of you and some and some people outside of this podcast cast that we affirm like presence in in the world. Yes, I believe that. Um. Well, if we're as just stated, if we're having affirmation station right now, um, oh validation station. Oops, that's validation station. That, that might be the Joel God getting to me. However, um, validation station. Um, if you want to get to that point, Jess, uh, you as a person, I like straightforward people. And I also like people that when they're straightforward, they don't have a grip on you. They're simply just being honest with you because there's a part of you that really does care about a character. and when you point something when you point somebody out on something they they should like improve on or at least captivate on your honesty is actually more constructive than it is criticism yes that's what i appreciate about you is because your honesty is not like ew your honesty is more like you could do better non-condescending way you know like like only condescending in among us <laughs> that's a different topic but <laughs> if we're going to be honest about uh-huh. real life um you are definitely a person that you only get mad at somebody because you feel like they're better than that level and that's what i appreciate about you jess what i appreciate about bryn specifically Obviously, our timeline together has only been a couple years, but you are definitely an energy, as Jess has stated before, that I do enjoy being around. Um, The body language is obviously something I love. You're also not afraid to be honest with people, but it's like in a sense where it's almost like we're all in agreement with it. You know, Brent just has those movements that we can all just be like, ah, this is how Brent thinks of that. I like that. I also like how, and also, <laughs> I trust me, trust yeah. me, trust me. I and Avery, I really couldn't hide shit. I really can't. I and I, Avery, and I have discussed that, like, yo, sorry, we can so literally accurate. impersonate Brent. Because we can be like, all right, what does Bryn look like when you hear some cap? And you just go. It's yeah, the head movement for me. Bryn That's what it is. Like, you, can't, but, you just can read her so well. I, I can't hide <laughs> it. It's so true. Like, her first reaction is so, like, <laughs> it, like, reaffirms what you feel about someone else or something. Like, she does this, and I'm just like, I feel it. <laughs> But also the number one thing has been like when me and Jess will just like do a thing where we're just like, <laughs> and then that's it. That's like the closest that I've seen where I'm like, yo, this is validated. No, but definitely the number one quality about you, Bryn, is that you're you're not standoffish in terms of your individualism. <laughs> I think it's just a matter of you find an aura and an energy from people that 
don't necessarily have to agree with you. You don't like to associate with people because they're in the same level as you. You can all be the same age, but you can't always always be at the same capacity of knowledge. You can't always be at the same capacity of understanding, of awareness. And when people start, how should I say, ostracizing you from not thinking like your generation, it's very appealing to see that you embrace that type of ostracization, but not necessarily in a negative connotation, but in a way where you're like, yeah, that's where I stand with. And what about it? It's very empowering. It's very strong energy that I get from you. That's what I love about you. Uh, definitely to Avery. You being um, a young professor who has been in, in the game, you know, teaching these high schoolers about how to be relatable with them. Because teaching somebody... He's definitely on the, prof on the like, professor level. He's definitely a professor level. Um, and what I like about your teaching style is that you don't necessarily teach topics or subjects based on what you should know about them. You teach them based on how it can be a contribution to its purpose of education. We all see English classes and rhetoric as like speeches essays bullshit etc how avery looks at it is like hey this is a language and a spoken word of the country that we live in and there is ways to elaborate on it more than just speech and dialogue um you have ways which reason why your students love you a lot is because yeah you're a young you're a young teacher and they feel like you're not too far fetched from their generation, but you're able to at least, you know, want to be understanding of what these newer generations like and how they can connect with us and how that can help them impact their education. And just also for you, just being a stand up guy, too. You know, I, I do like that Thank about you. you. And lastly, Aya. Oh, I, uh, where do I begin with you? Let's just say, if for those who didn't know already, for those who didn't know already about I and I, is that, in all honesty, our relationship has never been linear. And... Yes, I mean that in a way where there have been times where I felt like I and I were disconnected. And it was because of association. And there is some... There is some fallacy and regret towards that. Um, obviously, I always had a mind of my own. But it always appeared that certain people that I would be around with would never be agreeing with those who oppose people such as Aya. And I was always singled out of those specific groups because I was never on their side. 
but I was also not trying to take sides. I was very neutral about positions I take because there's there's pros and cons to everything, even the most obvious things. And I always told people like, hey, listen, you can think all you want and say all you want about somebody, but at least Aya sticks to her narrative. At least Aya has a firm belief in something for the better of other people that some people just don't want to admit yet that could be beneficial. I also like that I just does if I can find a better terminology for what I'm about to say. Aya just does not give a shit about what you have to say. You can literally try to tell me otherwise that Aya is this, Aya is that. Aya is only trying to play devil's advocate. But at the end of the day, there's a big fucking dick you can go suck. Because when it comes to Aya, I don't care how you think about her at all. At least she's fucking loyal to the soil when it comes to her own philosophical ideologies. Because some people can say that, oh, she was like this because A, B, and C. And I'm like, okay, cool. Have you talked with her about why you feel that way? No. Have you felt like telling her that otherwise? Probably not. Aya just has her stand. And as many people may oppose it or may feel like the need to not want to be associated with it. My support for her, and of course your guys' support for her, is enough to prove to them that there's no such thing as a follower in this podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Shit, damn. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Wow. I saw the mic drop. That, that, <laughs> that cherry on top of the yeah. end was just like, you know, in, in my honest opinion, with, with the process and how everything has been going, just because, like, I firmly, 100%, I'm behind whatever decision Aya makes in anything, honestly. But I think especially with this, she's been taking the leading charge on a lot of this stuff to get episode one, to get this pilot episode happening right now. And whatever decision she makes, I'm behind it. And very much just like what Mario said, to echo that. But, um, oh shit, the buzz has hit my train of thought. <laughs> oh fuck. Wait, 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 wait. wait no, I, I, was, I was on a line. 100%, 100% about um, whatever decision I but, make. Um, to reaffirm what Mario said. Time out. Yeah, it was about that. Um, <laughs> got cut off. This is a good buzz, though, but that's not. It's okay, Avery. I, I know. I know. Yeah, but I, I mean, like, to, to really, like, push that, like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I lost it. No. You, you got that support for her. That's what you want to say. Aya, go ahead. In a sense. Go ahead and say what you're going to say. I, I I'm going to I'm gonna drink it. some more A to Z, and I'll be in 2014. No, I, I get it. I'm with, I'm at this point with everyone, with my friendship with everyone in this podcast where I understand, like, whatever you guys try to convey to me, I already know 
because you've already like conveyed it in a way some way beforehand or that the way that you guys interact with me or the ways that you guys reaffirm my thoughts or feelings or whatever like it doesn't really need to be said during this podcast although it's nice to hear but like um you guys just have a way of like reaffirming your own belief in me and i like i always strive to um like push like like pay it forward back to you guys as it as like little or as much as i i can like you know every sense of the way but um you guys don't need to articulate i know i love you guys you guys are very like you guys are very supportive of me and loving of me and i am of you all of all of you so yeah um to our listeners just know that the simp hour is because we all love each other like to like beyond a point of like loving each other as friends like it's it's really like we're all very like we're we're very much a family because of things that have happened between us or to us or the circumstances that happened um the way that covid hit us the way that our friendship has like escalated throughout the years like we're we're very much like intuitive of each other i think i'm just gonna ride that wave and low-key like i i've been writing stuff down to do you guys have been talking because um not gonna remember so oh my god you boomer <laughs> i almost spit out my water oh my god um i'm just playing um i mean going off of what kind of i was saying with just uh like you know i i agree that this this podcast I feel just kind of like with the the kind of metaphor I gave earlier with COVID, it magnifies, but in a good way, our feelings and respect for each other. I personally, that's personally how I feel about it. You know, we talk, we like, for those of you that are tuning in, yeah, we talk to each other low key on the daily, on Twitter, on IG, on a lot of different platforms. It's kind of funny how many different group chats we have. Um, and, uh, and I think this, this, for us, as you've mentioned, the therapeutic, this magnifies what this really is for all of us and why we want to come together and have this podcast. And I think for me on a personal level, and this kind of ties back to the to the mental health stuff that we were talking about, and what do we do to keep our mental health in check? And this is a really big part of it because um, because I went first <laughs> and a lot of the things that were said, I was like, damn, yeah, wait, 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 wait. Like I have experiences in all of those things that happened Nine months is a long time. A lot of stuff has happened. And I don't want to dive into it too much because that could be a, a different topic. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, I'll talk about, okay. Wait, wait, wait. I got this. I got this. Nine months. Is you a have long different time. aspects that you take away from that everyone said so far. I appreciate that everyone <laughs> like, remembers what I said, but oh. that doesn't lead me to my next, my like straight of thought. Been a minute. <laughs> I love all of you. Um, <laughs> We haven't drank like this in a, like in a yeah. while. Yeah, like okay, like low key, like <laughs> I'm at the label. That's more than half. So that's uh, and that's just me. Usually, Aya is the one that will, and Mario will get me down here. Not not just me. So I'm just putting that out there for people who are listening. Um, I think your your feelings have been conveyed. <laughs> yeah, I I mean there there's a bunch of other stuff that I want to say, but it was supposed to segue into that but i'll just get into the stuff yeah. that i was gonna say 
the part that I want to get into, and this is something that I personally have been struggling with in relation to the question of mental health. And for those of you that are listening, um, I'm not a lot older, but in terms of when our milestones hit, when certain things happen to us, um, I definitely was at a point when, you know, let's just with I and Mario specifically, they just started this adulthood. And not to say that I was going off to experience some mature ass shit, um, but life thrusted me into a place where I didn't want to be. Um, I didn't want, I wasn't ready. I mean, I was in a program that forced me into it, but I wasn't ready to go to grad school. I wanted to take a break. I was tired. And being where I am now, um, it's, it's, been, it's been nonstop. I think I've conditioned myself to be nonstop, as I mentioned earlier with my mental health. I think that's part of the reason why I'm a workaholic, because I don't know anything else outside of that. I don't know how to take a break. Um, because all I know is that if I don't backstory, which maybe I could tell in another podcast, but, um, part of the reason that I chose the line of work that I'm doing, uh, wasn't a rebellious stage of my own. Um, it wasn't approved by my family. I had to prove myself. And the only way to do that was to, was with the struggle that Mario mentioned was to hustle. Um, that was the only way out. That was the only way to prove myself and at what cost my mental health. And I'm only realizing that now. I'm only 26. I'm not even that old, you know. But seeing at how my physical body is deteriorating because of that, I'm just like, whoa, hold on. Like, you have an older brother, and he isn't even going through some of this stuff. What's wrong with you? A little bit fast forward when one of my oddings, who has now just recently graduated, he got his master's in chiropractology. Is that the right word? And I've been seeing him recently as my chiropractor. One of the first things that he saw about me physically in relation to the question, what do we do to keep our mental health in check? When they x-rayed me, they did all the stuff to assess what my status was. And I came out asymptomatic in the sense that I don't have anything wrong with me, which is good. Um, I don't have any bone prognosis, probably isn't the correct word, but like certain stuff that was wrong with me. But the thing that he wanted to get at was in your x-rays, your muscles and your bones are reflexed and structured in a way that's reacted to stress. Because you stress so much, your muscles are always caved in. And it was in the x-rays. And I was like, you know, I don't know what the fuck that looks like. <laughs> but when he pointed out to me the curvature in certain things, this is the way a body reacts when you're stressed, just naturally. Whether that can take different forms, but this is what's in the x-ray. And I was like, oh, <laughs> so it's even evident in my physical care. And I, and I thought back, I'm like, all right, I haven't been going to the gym. I haven't been doing anything to take care of myself. And this is about August, September at this point that I started seeing him. To me, that was um, eye-opening. It was some serious shit. I think with that, we're going to end our very first episode. Um, we, have a, we have a lot of... Um, really good speakers not like not even a friend of their own experiences it's like so much more we can say i know we can really go on and on really like... good because <laughs> that part of me recapping yeah. all that stuff i was listening to everything every person was saying and i typed like i have a whole notes page that i was like okay i'm gonna say this i'm gonna say this i'm like i can't even touch on all that because i feel like i'm gonna talk for like half an hour like yeah. which i think <laughs> i did but 
<laughs> and like, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna let you kind of did. Like definitely more than like 15, 20 minutes. But it's it was, it's like, it gives a perspective on why we need to give, especially teachers, time to themselves, a better pay. Um, <laughs> we need to, we need to ha like really give um, perspective on what people in like that ha that are essential workers in covid like really go through and why they need extra care and extra pay in in all of these things but with that we're gonna end with our very episode um thank you for listening in um we're gonna re we're gonna be releasing another episode next thursday um just to give a quick shout out for some of our listeners that started with us right when we started our discord um to Bryn's cousin Eric. He has a um he is a music producer and he is available on Spotify under the name Hysteric spelled H Y S T E R I C. Um and also one of our old um housemates Audrey, she has a Redbubble store. She gets $3 for every 20, but it's being used towards people who need food and housing. Um Join our Discord. Follow us on Instagram, uh, Wine Thursday Podcast. You'll see the link towards our Discord and other stuff and announcements and other things. Um, if you join Discord, we'll give self-promo, talk about community stuff, other announcements, and vibe out. So with that, thank you for listening, and we'll see you later. Bye. 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 Bye.